Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 58 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We don't normally put out an episode on Monday, uh, but uh, there was just so much in last week's Come Follow Me study that I just had to uh, get another episode in there. So enjoy the bonus episode today. Uh, We are going to carry on, or conclude rather I should say, uh, the last week's study uh, in February the 27th to March the 5th. Obviously it's March the 6th today, but um, there was just one final event that we just could not get past this week without mentioning. And there was just so many things to cover this week that we just had to get another episode in. Uh, Matthew 8, Mark 2 to 4 and Luke chapter 7. And uh, the the topic of our focus, of, of our just discussion and our study today is Jesus Christ has power to bring peace in the midst of life's storms. Now, of course, uh, you will recognise that this is the experience of the Saviour on the Sea of Galilee with uh, on the boat with his disciples. Um, Mark chapter 4 is where we're going to focus today, but it is in Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27 as well. I'm just going to use the Mark 4 account today. Um, now, we know the scene. Uh, the Saviour is on the boat with his disciples. He falls asleep. A great storm arises. In verse 37 it says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. So it sounds like that not only is this a bit of a you know a blustery, windy, wet storm, but also the sea itself is churning, there is water coming into the ship, and the Saviour is fast asleep. Now, we probably don't quite comprehend just how significant that is, um, but let's come back to that in a moment. First of all, these disciples were on the boat with the Saviour. And there's a number of ways we can apply this analogy or this um, event into our lives. Uh, First of all, being that, you know, in the boat with the Saviour is the safest place we can be. I mean, that is one thing we learn from this. But what we also learn is that, you know, the disciples, if they had not gotten onto the boat with the Saviour, they probably would have been just in their homes nice and safe. So whilst, yes, one principle we can take from this is that being in the ship, uh, in the ship Zion, as uh, is, um, as President Ballard called it recently, or the church with the Saviour, is one way to protect ourselves from the storms of life. There are some storms that come be- precisely because we are trying to make the right choices or because we are trying to follow the Saviour. And as we learned yesterday, we sacrifice things to be a disciple. And so um, there are some trials and difficulties that come because we are in the boat with the Saviour. I think that's important. Uh, an important thought to kind of reflect on and remind ourselves of when things sometimes are difficult, even though, you know, we are in the in the ship, as it were, with uh, with the saviour. But as we know, uh, he was fast asleep. It says in verse 38, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the, on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Now, clearly the saviour is perfect to all things, including perfect to having his having a nap. Um, you know, he was not stirred from the storm. But the thing that stirred him, interestingly, was his disciples who were in fear. Um, this, I think, is interesting as well, because it shows us just how much love um, the Saviour has for anyone, for all of God's children, really, but especially for those that are his disciples. That even great storms and calamities cannot awake him, you know, if there is um, something like that going on. But something that does stir him, that does move him to action and compassion, is the fearful cries of his disciples. I just think that's a beautiful message about how when we call upon the Saviour and call upon the Lord to help us, um, he will be there for us. He will hear us. Even when, you know, great calamities and things are happening in the world, if we call out in a simple, faith-filled prayer, 
he will hear us and attend to us in whatever way that might be. Uh, Elder Ronald A. Rasband said this, quote, Fear is not new. The disciples of Jesus Christ out on the Sea of Galilee feared the wind. As his disciples today, we too have fears. Our single adults fear making such commitments as getting married. Young marriages, like our children can fear bringing children into an increasingly wicked world. Missionaries fear lots of things. Widows fear going forward alone. Teenagers fear not being accepted. Grade schoolers fear their first day of school. University students fear getting back a test. We fear failure, rejection, disappointment and the unknown. We fear, we fear hurricanes and earthquakes and fires that ravage the land and our lives. We fear not being chosen. And on the flip side, we fear being chosen. We fear not being good enough. We fear that the Lord has no blessings for us. We fear change and our fears can escalate to terror. Have I included just about everyone? Close quote. It seems that fear is a natural process or a natural emotion that we are going to feel numerous times throughout our lives. Um, it is perfectly understandable and normal. And to have fear does not mean that we have faith. But what we should avoid is doubt. And I think fear and doubt are two very different things. These disciples feared, but they did not doubt that the Saviour could help them in this situation. Indeed, their question to the Saviour suggests that they knew uh, that something could be done. Now, whether they were saying, fear us now, care us now not that we perish... Um, suggests that either they think that he doesn't care that they're all about to die or they are questioning, you know, are you going to let us die um, or that we're going to perish? And sometimes we may feel like that. President Alan H. Oak said, quote, at times we may despair that our burdens are too great. When it seems a tempest is raging in our lives, we may feel abandoned and cry out like the disciples in the storm. At such times we should remember his reply, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? As we know, the Saviour um, calms the sea. Interestingly, in Matthew, I believe he asks uh, the question, why are you so fearful, before he calms? And in Mark, he calms the sea and then asks the question. Uh, I don't think it really matters as such, but what is important is that we consider this question um, about why are, why, why are you so faithful and about our faith. Also, we know that the Saviour has complete power over the elements. Uh, to be able to support and bless us. I think that's an important thing to remember as well. Um, but I think those are things to reflect on. But I think what suffices us to, to take from this, um, ultimately from this experience that we study from in Mark, at the end of Mark chapter 4, is the Saviour's power to save and protect. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said, quote, No, it is not without a recognition of life's tempests, but fully and directly because of them, that I testify of God's love and the Saviour's power to calm the storm. Always remember that in biblical story that he was out there on the water also, and he faced the worst of it right along with the newest and youngest and most fearful. Only one who has fought against those ominous waves is justified in telling us, as well as the sea, to be still. Only one who has taken the full brunt of such adversity could ever be justified in telling us to be of good cheer. Such counsel is not a jaunty pep talk about the power of positive thinking, though positive thinking is much needed in the world. No. Christ knows better than all others that the trials of life can be very deep, and we are not shallow people if we struggle them, struggle with them. But even as the Lord avoids sugary rhetoric, he rebukes faithful, faithlessness, and he deplores pessimism. He expects us to believe. Close quote. I love those words by Elder Holland, because it reminds us that, yes, indeed, <laughs> 
things are going to be a challenge. The fact that the Saviour can sit there and say, be still, be calm, be, it's going to be okay, is not because he's just trying to cheer us up or try and lie to us that things will be all right. He has gone through these things. He has experienced what we have experienced and even more besides that, infinitely more besides that. And it's because of that he can say to us, be still and know that I am God. Um, I just think that that is such a powerful thing. President Howard W. Hunter, to add to that, said, quote, To those anxieties, I think the father of us all would say, why are you so fearful? And of course, that has to be the faith for the whole journey, the entire experience, the fullness of our life, not simply around the bits and pieces of the tempestuous moments. At the end of the journey, an end none of us can see now, we will say, Master, the terror is over. Linger, O blessed Redeemer. Close quote. Um, you know, this is the Saviour. He is the Son of God. He is the Redeemer and the Saviour of mankind. He was the promised Messiah that was foretold for centuries before um, by numerous prophets in many parts of the world. And he had come to save and redeem, not just from storms and from challenge, challenging difficulties, which did and will arise and would continue to arise for his disciples, but he did it for every difficult challenge that his disciples would face knowing that they would face them, but knowing also that with him as their, as, as their support and putting him first in their lives, they would get through it. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for joining with us. I had to share that experience and some of those quotes. There's some really powerful, uplifting thoughts there. So please uh, let us know what you've studied. Please share what you think uh, and join us tomorrow as we begin a new week of Come Follow Me Study Together. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.